Welcome back to the second episode of Hiring Secrets Podcast. I'm Chaz Flood, and I want you to follow me as I go on a journey on helping software engineers and hiring managers really learn how to maximize the market value and, and, and be able to pass these, these coding interviews. Um, so today, I really want to kind of chat and talk about, um, I really didn't come up with an actual title of this one, just because I just wanted to share something with you. Um, and and the big thing is, um, a lot of people get hung up, um, especially software engineers, about just prepping for um, the coding interview. And some people, they take three months just to study and prepare and practice um, a lot of different questions, um, sign up for different websites like Leak Code and, and others out there. And um, they spend at least 90% of their time just focused on practicing, 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 uh, researching, practicing, researching, practicing, researching, practicing. And they spend all the time. And it's interesting because even with all that practice and even with all the research that you do, um, a lot of times you still go on site or you go, or you have an on-site interview at a top tech company and you still don't pass. You still receive that rejection letter. Um, and that's really hurtful because you, you spend so much time trying to master this, this part of the interview. Um, and yet you still may get a rejection letter. So look, if, if you are a software engineer um, whether you're a graduate coming out of college or um, a mid-level senior person. Um, look, a lot of people struggle with interviews and, and struggle to do well on interviews. And if you've been one of those people who have been like, you know, why do I struggle so much with this process? And, and why do I see people around me being more successful, getting job offers and, and doing well while I'm still struggling in this area. Well, I just want to kind of share, and this is part of why the podcast is so essential because I want to share from a employer standpoint. Um, a lot of people don't know who I am. They don't know my background. Well, I am a, I'm a tech recruiter slash talent acquisition lead, um, for a, um, tech slash consulting company in the DC area. And I remember, you know, really and truly like really what got me into this whole thing was, um, recently I've, I've had a relationship, um, with a chair of the computer science department, um, a, a professor. He's, he's a, he used to be the chair. Now he's just a professor and he does computer science. So he came to me recently, um, and he shared with me um, just just the struggles that he's been facing with trying to get students who graduate um, to get jobs at, at big tech companies or just just to get a job. Period. And a lot of them struggle. Just a handful of them do. Handful of them do do get job interviews. But he said overall, you know, these kids are studying, working hard, um, and they're going on an interview. They're not getting it. And some of these students who are graduating, um, they even have where they've done 
multiple internships and yet they still don't get the job. And I'm like, and, and he's like asking the question, why is that? Like, what what's preventing these, these students from being more successful in, in trying to get these job offers? And, you know, it's a big thing for him. It's a big issue. And uh, it's interesting because I never knew that software engineers or software developers had that challenge. Because um, I, I wasn't, I didn't come from the CS background. And and I struggled so much throughout my uh, when I first graduated from college, um, first three years. I mean, I literally was applying to every job, especially to get in the big, big, big companies. And I kept getting rejected, rejected after rejection after rejection. And it was weighing on me. It it brought me to like a part where I felt depressed, uh, my self-worth wasn't there I didn't feel confident and this is after even after I was um an intern for for multiple companies and organizations I mean I was not getting that that offer at the end at the end of the internship I was becoming unemployed every single time and and when I finally did start getting real jobs um they were temporary and I'll get I'll get let go after the assignment is over so like I, I went through the pain and the struggle and seeing a lot of my classmates going to be more successful than I am, getting these offers and, and some people making sixty, seventy K, eighty K, um, and upwards, um, right out of school. And I'm like, Man, what am I doing wrong? And you may be having that same question, like, what am I missing? What am I doing wrong? What what's stopping me from 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 getting the dream job that I want. Um, I do everything right. I, you know, some people maybe don't even have a CS degree. They um, come from a a, a non-traditional background and maybe you just in school right now, uh, going through a boot camp or you finish the boot camp and you're really seeking, really looking for, you know, the break into getting your first software engineering job or some of you, um, and and this is pretty much why I start to look at this and start to get into this this space is because even the other day I was just talking to um one of my friends who was a software engineer and he's like looking for a job and I asked him about it and um the thing is he's been looking for a job for like over two months, three months and I'm like, If you're a mid level you, you, you have experience, you you've done this work before like what's the challenge and you know he shared with me some of the pains of, of just going through the process over and over and over again and coming up with the same result and it's just been challenging for him and he's been practicing on these coding questions over and over and over again um looking every day for uh, a new a new job and he's looking for the right fit and I, I can't get mad at that um, but some of you guys just want to get your first break. And I know how that feels because literally it took me three years of just grinding it out. Um, and, you know, my, my friends, my family, my girlfriend, who's now my wife now, she was even like, you know, they're all in Los Angeles. I'm in D.C. And they're like, look, <laughs> obviously you just keep getting rejected. Why don't you just come home 
and start over. And if you're like me, you're like, no, I, I want to make it. You know, this is more than just getting a job. This this means more to, you know, part of me feeling like I add value um, and the way I add value to the world. And that's probably where you are. You're like, look, I just I know that I can do the work. I know I have what it takes to be successful. Um, I just need that first chance. Or some of you are like, look, I've already done this before. <laughs> like I can do the work again and, and you may be looking for your next one. Um, and I just, I share with you, like, it's not your fault. Um, just, they don't teach you this in school and they don't, um, even when you research and search, um, you always get a lot of perspective from software engineers who went through the process. Maybe they got offers, maybe they didn't get offers. Um, so you, you listen to people who are just software engineers and that's good. You need that perspective. But you also need the other side of the aisle, right? The other side of the table um, from like what are employers looking for? And that's kind of where I come in. I, I'm a tech recruiter. So and, and I, I do tech recruiting and I do all types of recruiting. So I get a chance to see the hiring process. And, you know, a lot of people say the, the technical interviewing process is broken and we need to fix the system. And I think I understand why people say it, but I, I wouldn't say the the technical hiring process is broken. No, I would say the technical hiring process isn't broken. It's it's just still young. It's still growing. Right. And like if you see it from that perspective, it's growing. Right. It's developing over time to become a better and better process. And right now, this is the current stage that they're at right and they're not fully developed and the reason why i say that is because um you know back when 2001 some of you guys remember um 1999 1997 you know google amazon all these these companies coming out really and truly they were like <laughs> they were doing brain teasers and how many golf balls can you fit in a, um in an airplane and those kind of questions and the reason why they were doing that, they were just trying to um, assess, you know, how analytical you're thinking, uh, your problem solving capabilities, um, those kind of things. Right. These things that they call <laughs> a metocracy. Um, and and it's it's kind of like that's not it. You know, it's like they, they realize that that wasn't the best process. There's a more um, sophisticated process. And that's when they started doing more data-driven type um, analytics to try to help with making the hiring process a little more data-driven. And that's where we are, right? Um, but people still, you know, there's still holes in the process. There's things that they can do way better. And, and I'm hoping to work on solving that problem, um, changing the way the interviewing process is is currently being structured and, and and being conducted so that it can be a better uh, process where you really get a chance to really show your strengths and your coding ability, but also how well you fit. And this is the part that people don't talk about enough. And it's the fit. And really more, it's not really about, do you fit well with this company? I think that's the wrong perspective that a lot of people that I talk to, software engineers, etc. Hey, do I fit well in this company? It's like, no. Does this company culture fit 
well with you? Will you go into this environment and will you thrive? So a lot of people, um, and, and I've talked to a lot of different students and people who graduated recently, and they, you know, everyone wants to get the job at, at Fang, right? You know, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, you know, Netflix, and Google. And everyone wants to get a job there because they feel like it's going to validate something. Um, and I'll tell you this, not everybody is cut out to work there. If you look at their attrition rates, um, typically these kind of companies, they know that people potentially, there's a certain percentage of people that will burn out in the first two to three years. They they just know that, right? And even when I see um, a lot of gurus and experts um, teaching you how to prepare for interviews, um, what I notice is a lot of them only worked at these companies for a couple years. Like, very rarely do I see people who have been at these companies for 10 years, um, 12 years, you know, eight years. Like, I don't really see those people teaching it as much. I do see people who are, you know, who went through the process, maybe got a job offer, and they're teaching it for the first couple years, and they kind of get burnt out. And so then they want to try something different, try something new. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't have a problem with that at all. And I really don't. But I just want to let you know that um, it's not all about the coding interview. The big thing is it's not all about the coding interview. And what I mean by that is like everyone's focused on practicing coding questions, which are important. You have to have a basic understanding um, of how to problem solve and solve data structures and these things, right? Um, how to do system design, how to do these things. These are these are all important for sure. Um, but you have to look at the whole entire process. What are these companies really, what are they really assessing you on? And once you start to understand that part, it becomes easier. I think people look at the trees and they don't look at, they don't look at um, the process from like, the standpoint of, hey, this is the forest. They, so they can't tell the, the forest from the trees. And first you have to, before you go through this process, it's important to understand the forest and then you can start chopping down the right trees so that you're just not cutting, cutting, cutting and you realize you ended up in the wrong direction. Um, so what really quick, I'm going to run down. What are companies primarily assessing you on um, you know, it's always a hire, no hire type situation. And every company has a different process set up. Um, but, but in general, um, they're primarily focusing on four to five areas, right? Um, one being your analytical ability. Um, basically like how analytical are you with, um, just working through, 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 through different coding challenges, um, the second thing that they look for is problem solving ability, because they know that, you know, in the real world, you're going to have to solve a lot of different problems. And how how well can you solve problems, whether that's in a team environment or um, solo or, in, or on an individual basis? So they, they look at that. Um, the third thing that they, they look at, of course, is your coding ability. How well can you code in a language that you say you can code in? Right. Whether it's Java, C plus plus uh, c plus or whatever the case may be 
like they're assessing those things, um, your coding ability. And that's where everybody spends 90% of the time focusing on is how do I increase my, my, my development skills, right? How do I increase my coding skills? The other part of it is um, they assess culture fit. How well do you fit uh, within the company structure? And a lot of people get this wrong. I'm, I'm going to do a full episode uh, because I think this is probably the most important thing. But um, a lot of people focus on like culture fit and what that means. And I think a lot of people have it. Uh, they have a they, they make a big mistake on what what mean what does culture fit really mean? Um, they have a general understanding, right? Values and what makes the company work. But there's a few there's a few other things that people don't really talk about. And the the last thing that they look at is soft skills, right? Um, and how well can you communicate, speak, um, work through problems? That's the whole point of like whiteboarding. And I'm gonna have all. I'm also gonna have an episode where we talk about. Why is so difficult? Why is the technical interviewing process so difficult? Um, it, and it's because the way they structure it right now with whiteboarding or, or coding challenges or take-home assessments or whatever the case may be, like the way they structure it is is supposed to be high pressure for, for several reasons. And we'll, we'll walk through that one of these episodes. But um, those are the five things that companies are really assessing and so um, they want multiple people to, to kind of chime in and see. So that's why sometimes when you go on site, you're there all day <laughs> and you're like, dude, I'm here like four hours or five hours out of my time. And and they're, they're really trying to see, hey, do, should this is this person good enough to hire or are they not? And the reason why I feel like people don't spend enough time, software engineers it's easier to quantify coding, right? It's harder to quantify software and software soft skills and culture fit and how to be better on the behavioral side of, of things. Because um, if you focus on that and you you're pretty decent in coding, you'll get the job. And the reason why I say that is, is if if you talk to enough hiring managers, technical hiring managers, as much as People try to tout or, 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 or share about having the A players and, and only A players, A player this, A player that. In big companies, they don't need a bunch of A players. Like They want really good people, but they don't need a whole bunch of A, a players because they're not like a startup, right? They, they already have um, things and structures set up, so they don't need a bunch of A players. And in even smaller companies, like when you talk to these technical Managers, they're like, look, I want someone who can code, of course, you know, and, and, and are not, you know, are not fabricating anything throughout the interview process. But they also want someone who they can work with. Right. Someone either even if they have to train you up or even if they feel like, you know, you, they, they want someone who can get it and work with the flow of the organization so that, you know, the team is more cohesive because they realize that. If you are good within the team, you can always develop more and more of your 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 coding ability like that. that They know that's going to just grow, 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 especially if you're looking to grow in that area. So that's not the biggest factor. And that's what I think a lot of people get hung up on. And that's why I'm like, dude, 
you're so focused on, you know, going on and, and practicing coding questions. They're very important, but a lot of people neglect the behavior side, the culture fit side, that, that side, but that's the side I kind of focus on. That's, that's the side I can really help you the most on because, um, that side is really what breaks, what makes or breaks the decision, um, believe it or not. And we're going to cover this in, in, in future episodes, but I want you guys to just, you know, follow me, walk with me, um, as I share with you the the inside secrets that I know um, and things that it's going to help you get that, you know, crack that coding interview. Um, and if you guys want to learn more, if you guys have questions, like I said, um, if you want to reach out to me, please do. You can send an email to me and just put questions in the headline or in the subject line and just say uh, support at uflow, U-F-L-O dot com. And I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. And I'm working on some pretty cool stuff, um, especially um, for people who are looking to, to really, uh, I guess, ace the, the, the coding interview or crack the coding interview. Um, I'm working on something that I think will be probably beneficial. Um, and if you're interested in, in getting into the beta, so, you know, coming into the beta part of, of this project, which is, you know, really a, a system to help you almost like a, a bull, bulletproof system to kind of help you make sure that you're able to, you know, crush on interviews and get those job offers from top tech companies around the world. Like if you want that and you want to know how you can prepare and how to be fully, fully prepared for it, all aspects of it. So they can look at you and say, Hey, this person I want to hire. Um, you want to be that person tired of being looked over, then, um, yeah, send me a note. I'm happy to help. And I, I'll put you into our beta program and, and we can talk about what that looks like. So, um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. It is Memorial day weekend. So I am going to go grab some food cause I'm hungry and I look forward to seeing you guys in the third episode. Talk to you later.